I got started in IT when the Motorola Razr was a big deal. Since then, we've had real technological breakthroughs. The real question is, what's coming next? Mixed reality, augmented reality, virtual reality, energy solutions, AI, voice, and wearable technology. Where's it taking us? Tech giants like Tesla, Amazon, Facebook, Microsoft, and Google are betting the house on all of it. From the food we eat, how we educate our kids, and how we travel, to how doctors will treat cancers and diseases. How we live is changing. So come with me as I look to find out how we can adapt, how it's gonna help us, and where it might hurt. I'm Chris Russo, and welcome to The Chris Russo Show. Hey, good morning. Wait, it's 11.56. Good morning. Uh, it's Chris Russo coming back today on Instagram TV and also episode number three of the Chris Russo Show podcast. Doing them simultaneously saves a lot of time. And uh, so today I'm going to be talking about a aha moment that I had not too long ago, but the idea from the aha moment originated about over two years ago, about two and a half years ago. So the reason why this came about was because I was struggling to get a new job. I was irritated with the job that I had. Uh, it didn't pay me enough, uh, you know, with the way, with the effort I put into my work and the uh, results that I produced for my boss. And that's not my opinion only. You know, I get, we were annually appraised and all that stuff. So not just that, like my work ethic, my work output, but also the market value of what I used to do. I used to do um, SCM. I was an SCM, an applications engineer, um, an administrator, uh, application deployment, you know, uh, patch deployments, updates, OS um, uh, deployments and task sequence builds and all that stuff, um, PowerShell and all that good stuff. I don't do that much now. But a lot of what I'm going to be teaching about publishing has to do with that. And so what happened was I would, for almost two years, maybe 18 months actually, send out resumes, 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 right? A lot of the time, I'm talking about like multiple dozens of resumes. And I'd send them out and I'd either hear back and say, uh, yeah, we're going in another direction, or I would get an interview and uh, I would, you know, I would get passed up on. And like, that's cool because, you know, I'm not the greatest thing ever since sliced bread, whatever. But I knew that there were jobs where I was like, like, I qualify 100% for this job. And it's, it's not like, um, the job wasn't being presented as like six times my salary. Like it was within my like price range too. Like I knew it, nobody would balk at that where like, you know, a kid, um, not a kid, but like somebody who's only been in the, in the, uh, SCM and, uh, PowerShell and, admin game for say five years um that's not somebody uh who's asking for somebody who's been uh, the same money as someone's been in, in the game for like 25 years right and they're like much much better than me so i knew like everything lined up uh, for most of like 95 percent of the jobs that i applied to but like for 18 months it was just like no hey sorry and like the worst part about it was it in it it might be like this for other industries but there's recruiters involved, uh, you know, headhunters uh, for uh, a lot of the times. They'd reach out to you too. So like when somebody reaches out to you, it's like, oh, like 
Oh, so, so you're interested in me. Okay, this is cool. You know, you know sometimes you play hard to get, um, which, you know, that, that's neither here nor there. I think it's stupid. But anyway, um, so like you think you're, you're, you know, you're being looked at. And so you think there's better chances than like when you just cold uh, apply for a job because you're a seat. So it's, it's a little different. So anyway, all that stuff. And it's just like, so with the recruiters, what I was saying was you go back and forth for like a couple of days and then say, Hey, Hey, uh, you, you still interested? Uh, or it's you reaching back out to them. Hey, I haven't heard from you. Are they still interested? Is this position still open? And then you hear back, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're letting them know we're waiting until we get like five candidates. And you're like, shit, like I'm up against other people. And you know, that, that's the, the reality of it. But anyway, so like that was me for 18 months. And it was just like, it really sucked. And then not just trying to get more money um, for what I was worth, um, but like the office politics like really sucked. There were times um, where it was just like, I'd be in my boss's boss off office and he'd say something about my boss, like my director. And I'd just be like, like he'd say something like kind of nasty, you know, and I'd, I'm just sitting there like, like, okay, like, I'm not going to talk shit on my boss. Number one, because I didn't want to, like, it's, it's not only not right, but like, I, I like my boss a lot. And sorry, I'm going to look at you guys because I keep looking out the window. You know, that's my, my uh, view here, my neighbor's construction stuff. But anyway, um, so yeah, my boss is really cool. We still keep in touch. He's, he's a, he's a great guy. And, um. But it was really awkward because, like, even if I didn't like that boss, and uh, you know, I'm in the I'm in the presence of my boss's boss, like, it doesn't really look good if I am talking about uh, somebody behind their back to my boss's boss because then he'll just think like, okay, you're talking bad about that guy. What do you say about me when you're in the presence of other people? And it's like, so it's like I there was multiple really good reasons why I, I didn't want to do it, and like all that stuff, like that that's not even the you know, the only part about the office politics, it just stopped so many projects. It, uh, it not just stopped them, but I mean, it just puts the brakes on things that should have taken like three weeks, four weeks and stretches it out to like eight months. It's just like, and then when they want you to like finally do something, it's like, Hey, you know, this should have been done months ago. And it's like, I'm, I'm fucking waiting on a decision from people because I'm not a decision maker, right? All that stuff. And it's just frustrating, especially if you're in it, you just like to get what needs to get done, like the instructions and just like go build it. Right. Um, so like that's what I like to do. Um, I, that's what I, I like to do, and I like to do it in like you know, publishing and stuff. Um, that's where I take my action. So where am I getting with this? Um, after yeah, over a little over eighteen months of like not being able to do this, I was like, all right. Then my wife, you know, she had a baby. We wanted to move, so I was like, I need to get more money, right? Now it was the office politics. I wanted more money. Now I needed more money. So it was like, all right, what am I? What, what can I do? to like i know i'm good like i I knew i was confident in my skill set like not like ego like i'm the best like i I can do this and this no it's not like that it was like i know what i can accomplish other people have recognized it and you know i'm honest about my skill set if i have to learn something i say well you know i don't know much about that but I, i i know the resources to go look and find them and um so what i did was i started a blog I was like, I got to stand out somehow. You know, if if 100% of people are applying to this job through an application uh, system like uh, ZipRecruiter or Indeed or being reached out to uh, from a headhunter like I was, then maybe 
on the, let's say, say on the safe side, uh, I want to say like 1% are probably blogging, but I'll say maybe 10% are blogging, right? Just to be safe, because it's probably like less than 1%, but of the people who are applying to the same jobs uh, are probably blogging, right? It's very, very small. So if I do that, I'll stick out a little more, right? So what I did was, you know, I, I started blogging. I take screenshots of the stuff that I'm working on and, uh, you know, blur out the confidential stuff that's, you know, uh, private, proprietary to the company. But, you know, I would include, like, the error messages and stuff like that and, like, talk about how I troubleshoot stuff. And, like, that was cool because it's like, hey, uh, and I got, a, like, a weird domain name that would, like, make you go, like, huh? Like, if you looked at the domain name. So, like, that was the point. Like, I put that on my resume. I made, uh, I made that on all my applications. Like, that's my, my new domain name, my email address. So, when a director or a manager saw it, they'd be like, this, you know, it's not Gmail. It's not Yahoo or all that stuff. Like, the normal stuff. This is, like, a paid-for domain name. And I would hope they would see that and be like, you know, what is, what is this domain name, right? And they would go look at it and they would find my blog. Like, that was my evil, you know, my evil plan. So, I did that and it did work. Um, but uh, so the point was like I, I had to do something different, right? And so that was the idea. Put myself out there, did some blogs. It wasn't like it, it took me a while to write the blogs, but as I'm doing my work, I just take screenshots and basically I'm building my outline for my blog like in in real time, right? And then later on, I'm just filling in with context. And um, uh, so yeah, it, it got me an interview uh, not too long after that, maybe two months after I started the blog. And I only had three blogs at that time, like three posts. And I get an interview uh, not too long after I got the job, right? And uh, that was great. But this is the greatest lesson I probably could ever share with anybody about publishing. I started my blog for me, right? I thought this was all about me. Like, let me show off what I can do. Again, like, I, I don't have an ego about my skills. I'm very real about what I can do, what I can't do. And um, I know I need to lean on you know, multiple resources sometimes to complete even a small task. But um, I realized that even though I was publishing my stuff, like, hey, I got to show what I can do. Like, that is what you're supposed to do when you're blogging because you want other people to see like, oh, you know, this is a, an authority in this um, this specific niche or whatever. I don't say niche. I say niche. I, I prefer that. So you do that. And that was my mindset. Like, I got to stick out. Let me show them. Like, I, let me demonstrate how I actually, like, can uh, solve a, a troubleshooter problem, right? Because that's what you, you do need to do in IT. You know, a lot of it is uh, pro- producing things, but you also need to troubleshoot. Like, you can't be sticking in the mud troubleshooting. You got to be pretty good. Your research skills got to be top notch. So, I thought I was doing my blog for me. If you ever do something for you, Think about something you've done in the past where you you bought yourself a pair of sneakers, right? Whatever, that's for you. You bought yourself a car. Um, you got yourself a delivery, right? All that stuff is for you. And so what does that mean? If it's only for you, it means nobody else finds it valuable. And so if I really believe that, what I just said to you, that if you do something for, for yourself... That means it has no value to somebody else. But my blog worked. Then how could my blog have worked, right? Because nothing nothing works for somebody else if it's only for you, right? If I am a... Uh, this is a very extreme example, but I have to 
say something extreme to prove a point. If I have size, size 30 shoes, right? And I, I start a company that makes only size 30 shoes. Whose problem am I solving, right? I'm only solving mine. It helps somebody else. So if you only solve a problem that only solves your, or if you, uh, put out a solution that only solves your problems, it helps nobody else. So my blog could not have just been the solution for me and also get me the job. It can't do both. Does that make sense? My blog cannot be the thing that got me the job and also be for me because somebody hired me based off of that blog. And I know because when I I got hired, we were talking about blogs. My team leader was a Microsoft MVP. And I saw his blog and I said, oh, I got, I have a blog too. I started a little while ago. And he said, oh yeah, I know. I saw it. That's why we called you in. And I was like, oh, sick. Like it actually, it verified the fact that I had um, the right, the right idea. But back to what I was saying about the blog, the intention of my blog, like showing off that I knew what I was capable of doing. That's not why it worked. That was only what I received out of it, right? I showed my expertise, right? Whatever, like I showed my thought processes, my thought processes, it kind of like died off when I said processes. So here's what it did. And this is why you have to start publishing if you're not publishing today. Okay. It gave the director and the team leader, number one, it got me in the door. They saw, they saw my blog and they saw somebody who posted content on things that they were looking for and not just somebody who's, who submitted a, res, a resume that said six years experience, seven years experience in SSCM, group policy, um, uh, application deployment, pa- uh, OS patches, all, all that stuff, right? It wasn't just like a bunch of acronyms and then your school uh, that you went to 10 years ago. It wasn't uh, who you worked for. It was actually like me. Like I, I extracted a thought process, published it on the internet. It gave them the confidence, like, and, and the, um, the confidence and the ability to make a decision. Like, you know what? All right. Yeah. Let's bring this guy in. He seems like he knows what he's talking about. We want somebody who knows what they're talking about. Let's give him a shot. Right. So that was the first thing. My blog gave them confidence. Right. Isn't that cool? Like, I hope, I hope you get that. Like, that's what publishing does. It gives somebody confidence to take an action. Otherwise, it could have been somebody else and they would have said, oh, I-, I can't decide. Like, all right, they both have six years experience. They both got SCM. Uh, they both have group policy. And, uh, yeah, all right, this one, this one's got a little more PowerShell. This one does, uh, has some Python skills. All right, let's just, let's just bring in this guy. It doesn't really matter. This guy's from Philly, you know, so he's, he's local. Let's bring him in. Like, I don't want my locality to be the, like the difference maker. I don't want my school to be the difference maker. I want what I know and what I've done lately. I hope that makes sense. I want that stuff, like my merit, to be why somebody makes the decisions, okay? So I am, uh, oh, on Instagram TV, this is going to have to be in two parts, I think, because this has gone a little long. All right, so episode three of the Chris Russo Show is going to be in full in podcast, but on IGTV, Chris Russo TV is going to have to be in two parts, I see. Because the timer's telling me it's now at 14 minutes and like 40 seconds. Anyway, the second thing is, besides it gave them the confidence, it gave them, it gave my director, right? She's the decision maker. First, it was the confidence, like, yeah, let's bring this guy in. He looks like 
He knows what he's talking about. I can clearly say it. And um, But it also gave my boss, and this is the biggest thing. Are you ready? Because So pay attention. This is the biggest thing. My blog gave my you know potential my future director uh my future director gave her the opportunity to look really good to her boss okay that's that's the biggest thing because not only not only did it give her confidence to pull the trigger and say yeah you know what let's do that it gave her the no-brainer decision to pull the trigger on bringing me in and then to hire me based on the interview so that she looks good to her boss. So how does that work? I'll tell you. Um, if I come in, right, based on her confidence of, of bringing me in for the interview, and then the interview goes well, and she trusts that I can do the job, she hires me. Who is going to look really, really good, say, whenever a position above her opens up, right? So she was the director, let's say a CIO position uh, opens up. Who is going to look really, really good if Chris Russo comes in and he's been really, really good for a year or two years? My director's going to look pretty damn good, right? So that's why you have to publish. If you publish, post your content, and then somebody sees that, they trust that you know what you're talking about over somebody else. They have confidence. They bring you in. They see the interview went well. He's got a pretty good personality. He's not a dick, right? Or she's not a dick. So they bring you in, they hire you, they offer you the job, they hire you, whatever. You come in, you crush it, you you play up to the part that you um, you said you would. You set the expectations. You, you didn't pretend you were somebody you weren't. You come in, you do your job. You're meeting expectations, maybe exceeding some as you get more comfortable. Then that boss is going to want you around them forever because you made them look good. Do you get it? And this isn't brown nosing good. This is like... Yo, I hired them. I'm looking pretty good because I made a good hiring decision. That, that's their job, right? To run the show and make a good hire. That's how you make them look good. Publish. Get noticed. Say, yo, I'm a no-brainer. Let them bring you in. And they say, hey, you want a job? Yeah, I'd love a job. Can I get more money than what you originally offered? Sure, because you look like you're gonna, you you could play the part, right? And um, whenever a promotion for them opens up, you know what? They're gonna they're not gonna look like crap because they hired somebody who four months later ran out of them or could couldn't um, walk the walk even though the resume said all this stuff. All right, so have I made my point about why you have to publish? Right? So like that's so important. You publish, so this is I'm gonna bring it all home right now, okay? You publish to make others look good. Okay. You don't you wanna make people look good. Because they're going to have a decision. They're going to make a decision about your future. And uh, you don't want to do it through brown nosing because they're going to know how weak you are. And that's just a shitty way to live, to be a brown noser. So listen up. This whole, whole episode and this whole thing on IGTV for you guys is about publishing because you want them to make a no-brainer decision so that they love you forever because they made a good decision on you and you made them look good. You made them look like a rock star to their boss. So when it comes time for the promotion for them, it's easy for their boss to make the decision on them because you made their decision to choose you very easy. This is episode three of the Chris Russo Show. 
And on IGTV, this is probably episode number two, but whatever, it doesn't matter. I'm doing it at the same time. I'm out. Go publish today, now. Publish now. Seriously. Start a blog, a podcast, IGTV. Doesn't matter. Just do it. See ya.